Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Welcome into the, possibly, I think, the last time you're going to hear from Stephen Gagliano. To the Rebel Report, I'm Michael Borky, by the way. He is Stephen Gagliano with an announcement. I fired him. Yes. We we came to a mutual agreement, parting of the ways. But uh, I just wanted to take this program <laughs> in another direction. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. we. Uh, what is the term that they love to use? We mutually agreed to part ways, yeah. even though you would have kept your job if I would have let you keep your job. <laughs> It's a, a convoluted that way to say That last part is I never think. really included, but yeah, I love when they, when, uh, like, when New Orleans fired their co- Stan Van Gundy last year, was mutually agreed to part ways. And then the first interview Van Gundy does, like, three weeks later, yeah, they fired me. <laughs> <laughs> because, hey, I'm, I'm just focused on Illinois. That, just focused on Illinois. I, I wish somebody in James Franklin's press conference, if you don't know what Steven's talking about here, and we'll get to the whole, I fired him thing. I didn't fire him. <laughs> uh, but James Franklin who just hired Jimmy Sexton, by the way, because he obviously wants to stay at Penn State and is really happy where he is, (laughs) Uh, hired Jimmy Sexton, and he was asked about other jobs, and he said multiple times, I'm just focused on Illinois. I'm just focused on Illinois. He also said he's looking forward to playing in the big house. (laughs) The problem is he's not playing Illinois. He's playing Ohio State in the horseshoe. (laughs) The big house is where Michigan plays, so he's clearly very focused on that. But no, Stephen, you are leaving us, and by us I mean the entire state of Mississippi. You are departing (laughs) from your position at News... Well, excuse me, (laughs) not News Mississippi anymore. It's Super Talk News. Yeah, I've been here through a whole rebrand and... How about that? And and you're leaving. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll contribute to the brain drain, although... I'm not really one of Mississippi's best or brightest, so it's kind of a, a wash at this point with me leaving the state. Yeah, you're making the IQ collective <laughs> IQ go up. Right, yeah, if anything, I'm doing a service to this state that's given me Congrats a lot. to us. Yes, the state has given me a ton, really, over the last nine years, and I got to Mississippi in 2012 going to Ole Miss, and you know now I'm, I'm going back to Atlanta. I'm not going to some unfamiliar place market that I'm just I'm trying to take a chance and all that I'm going back to Atlanta to work with a uh, a sports radio station there to initially do a lot of updates and fill in producing on the side of that as well as digital stuff so really my same exact job for Super Talk News but in sports fashion with this new station and I'm I'm really looking forward to it and it's been Really an awesome four years at Super Talk overall, and working with you has been absolutely awesome. We, no, we did hasn't. the now defunct Sports Sunday show together for two years and put May it rest in peace. <laughs> we put every ounce of effort that we had into that for so long, and now getting to do the Rebel Report and you giving me the opportunity one to work on Sports Sunday and then to transition over into this. I wouldn't be getting this chance to go work in my hometown of Atlanta and be close to my family and do all that uh, without those opportunities. So at the start of this, I, I want to thank you for everything uh, that you've done for me. And it's been a really fun season to get to talk about Ole Miss football. And I know I'm missing 
the rest of the season, which is a bummer with the the way this team is trending. I'll still be I'll still be watching, and I'll I'll get to kind of go back to being an Ole Miss fan rather than contributing to this podcast. And I've uh, yeah, you I've get really to have more, You get to have more beers, and you don't have to <laughs> to put anything on a website afterwards. That's kind of nice. True. I may have to do that for other games, but the Ole Miss games I can watch in isolation and, yeah. and enjoy myself. So that's it. See you later. <laughs> podcast over. I will be here on Friday if we want to do it. If not, uh, we can just call it quits after this. No, we got to rusted root you. Send you on your way. (laughs) Yeah. So it won't be won't be the Ed Orgeron. I'll continue working through the remainder of my tenure. Oh, what a bad decision that's going to end up being. But anyway, yeah, for Ed Orgeron, uh, hopefully not for me. (laughs) uh, And if you're wondering what happens next with this, I have no idea. I don't know what the (laughs) hell I'm going to do. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. You know, that was uh, I don't my, know. That was one of my first thoughts uh, when I was in conversations to to accept this new position in Atlanta was what this means for you. You are the busiest guy at this entire station. <laughs> I, I truly mean that, and this is uh, this is a really great outlet for me, and it has been because outside of the news, and I, I get to do the the high school show on Friday nights, but. This was really my only outlet to talk sports creatively and especially college football. You do this. You do the live streams in the mornings and at night on the weekends. Uh, Obviously, the the radio show with the backdrop of all that. So, uh, again, just a testament to to the hard work that you do. And to everyone out there listening to the Rebel Report, uh, still listen to Michael. And more of you probably will now that I'm gone anyway. So, Oh, no. I bet the people are pissed. <laughs> I bet they're pissed. So, yeah, say bye to Steven. Uh, he'll be, but he'll be just like you now. Uh, no, no more analyst hat, just irrational fan hat. Right. And that one's always <laughs> more fun to wear. Yeah. And actually, this needs to keep going because I'm going to be a continued listener and I'll tweet you mean things when you say, say bad things out of line. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Do. I mean, I, I have a feeling the uh, the bosses wouldn't appreciate me just stopping doing this. So I guess for now it will continue with just me. But, you know, who knows? I don't know. I have no idea what I'm going to do, truthfully. Like, not a clue. <laughs> you never but know what tomorrow brings. Never know what tomorrow brings. But just know that somehow, some way. If you do like listening to this, there will still be episodes for you. I just don't know when they will be recorded or where or with whom. Likely <laughs> with nobody. Besides, I mean, you know, it's not going <laughs> to be myself and I. Me, myself, and I. Uh, I'll have uh, I'll have my dog with me or something while I do it. But anyway, so get that's, your son on there. It's never too early to start him in the, in the media business. No, I, I, he says who dat now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but it's more like who ah. <laughs> It's, That's awesome. It's pretty cute. But um, <laughs> anyway, so there's your uh, your programming news of the day. But let's actually talk about this football game, Ole Miss and Auburn, Saturday night. It's a big one. It's a huge, huge game for so many reasons. Because right now, Ole Miss is projected to make an access bowl. 
Last one I saw was against Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, my God, please, please. That that would be the perfect opponent. Oh, my God, Matt Corral versus Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Please (laughs) give me that game. My gosh, that would be so much fun. Phoenix is awesome, by the way. It's a great – I know it's hot or whatever. If you've never been to Phoenix, if you've been to Phoenix and you didn't like it, you did it wrong. (laughs) And if you haven't been, it's expensive to make the trip. I know, cross-country flight, all that. you got to go. Phoenix – is awesome. I like I've I've been twice and both times I was like this city kicks ass. It's 120 degrees, but aside from that, no this humidity, place is though. awesome. That's the selling point, and, right? And it'll be, you know, early January, so it won't be as bad. I, both of the times I've been were were early fall and it was still quite hot, but <laughs> and no, I love it there. So that would be awesome, but Access Bowl is absolutely within reach for this team, but they've got to win this game. Matt Krause, Heisman hopes are absolutely within reach, but you, you really need to win this game. You don't have to, but he needs to play well in this game to, to keep going because there's a lot of hodgepodge at the top of that list, and he needs to separate himself, and this would be a great opportunity to do it. And there is a, albeit very far, shot at making the college football playoff. If Ole Miss finishes the season 11-1, which is entirely possible, by the way, it's entirely possible, of course, you have to win this one. They would have a case. They absolutely would have a case. Now, other things have to happen. You, you want Cincinnati to lose once. Uh, I think Almost get, happened last weekend. I think you get in over one loss Oregon. I think you get in over a one loss Oklahoma. Uh, I, I don't know if they'd put three SEC teams in. So maybe you root for Georgia to beat Alabama in the SEC championship, and, and you could— Jump them either way. There's just a lot on the line in this game. Does I guess it, right there? Do you think an Ole Miss team at 11 and one jumps a 10 and two Alabama team? They should, yes. Even in a let's say it's a close game in the SEC championship game, Georgia wins on a field goal at the buzzer. I, st- I still think they should. Yeah, we talked about this earlier this week because in this and- scenario. I mean, Ole Miss's worst loss would be on the road at Alabama. Alabama's worst loss would be to Texas A&M, who will by then, if this scenario plays out this way, have at best three losses. Yeah, that's fair. And we talked about this earlier in the week as far as when that Alabama game was played. That really hurts Ole Miss when you have some of these people making decisions that probably don't watch every single game, and they'll look at that Alabama game in isolation and say, oh, they didn't look good there. Mm-hmm. Which, no, they didn't. But it was also, what, week five? And this team, you've already seen it, has grown so much since that game. So that that's an unfortunate part of the schedule for them. It is. But long-winded way to say there's just so much on the line for Ole Miss in this game uh, against Auburn. Uh, first, there, uh, there was some unfortunate injury news. Uh, ben Brown announced, because this is the only way you're going to find out for sure uh, on injury news is... They're, the players are going to have to tell you themselves, and Ben Brown announced, I believe it was on Instagram, uh, but was picked up by everyone, that he's done for the season. He uh, He's having surgery on a torn bicep tendon, I believe, uh, and that will end his college career as well. He will be going to the NFL, and he will get picked up, and he will play in the league for a uh, pretty long time, I think. I think he is absolutely capable of that. Ole Miss, I, I'm not saying that it's not... A thing like him being gone. Oh, no big deal. Whatever. They're fine. Next man up. Let's go. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not that naive. 
They did show some promise, though, without him. They did. They, they really did. I mean, the offensive line against, I mean, Arkansas, when they were dealing with injuries, it wasn't him, but Caleb Warren, they, they were having to shuffle guys around, and they scored 52 points. In Knoxville, if receivers catch the ball, they have a 300-200 day. And then last week ran all over LSU. And that was after Warren tried to go, couldn't. Ben Brown did not play at all. And then their backups were getting hurt in the game. So backups, backups were playing, and they still held their own. I think what we've learned over the last couple of days is, yes, you would much rather have Ben Brown on your football team. Don't Please don't get it twisted. It's a loss. It's a big loss. But you did see that they've got some depth that you didn't think that they had going into the season who are capable of doing the job. As good as Ben Brown? No. But are they capable of doing the job? I think we've seen the last three weeks that, yeah, they've got some pieces that can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's a, a position that we talked about as a strength, but with an asterisk. Can I say that word right? I don't know. Asterisk. <laughs> right? In an asterisk? Yeah. Something like that. But coming into the season, we said, you know, they've got Astrid. starters returning. They've got Orlando Umana coming in. But they can't necessarily survive losses. And I think we've been proven wrong in that instance because... To some degree, yeah. Yeah, especially the LSU game, I think, will be something to point to of... That was probably their best rushing performance of the season, collectively. And they did it with this kind of makeshift offensive line. So... I think you can survive this loss moving forward, even though it does feel like a big one. It does. I think they found something also moving Umana to guard, too, in that LSU game. I mean, they, they had they had guys uh, step up and play well in his absence, in, in uh, Warren's absence, and looks like they've got some pieces there to, to still be a pretty strong unit. And, I mean, Texas A&M has a front that I think is athletic and, and really, really good. Uh, Auburn should as well, but there are some some rumors. We'll get to those in a little bit about Auburn's defensive line and potential suspensions. But that's all they are, and nobody knows or has confirmed whether or not they are uh, they are true. But either way, it, it's a big loss for Ole Miss, and you hate it for the kid because uh, every week you would have just kept improving his draft stock if it was if it could go any higher. And it does stink for Ole Miss. But I think they might just be okay. I think they might be okay there uh, with what they've shown, but we'll have to see. I don't think that, you know, well, I was going to say when we're recapping this game next week. When you're recapping this game next week, I don't think that the biggest reason why they either won or lost will be the offensive line. No, I, I agree. Yeah. So, I again, a deal, yes. A huge deal, not necessarily. This podcast, by the way, is brought to you by absms.com, the company's advantage business systems. If you're in the market for office technology solutions, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, phone systems, office technology. If you're in the market and you are in the state of Mississippi, they can service you. Regardless of where you are in the state, they can service you. Check them out again at absms.com. Uh, let them know that we sent you, and you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. Uh, you give them your budget. They'll fit their technology solutions into your budget, absms.com. Also, LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. Right there in Oxford, it's the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. Uh, tell Greg and the good people there that we sent you. 
You have a home game, on, or excuse me, a road game on Saturday, so you can do some grilling. It's perfect time to grill all day, smoke something all day, have it ready for the game at 6 o'clock on Saturday night. Get that at LB's or one of their daily lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday. Let them do the cooking for you. I agree with you, Stephen, and the injury thing. Ole Miss will not win this game or lose this game because of offensive line. It's wide receiver play. Mm. I think it's wide receiver play. I think that'll be the difference in this game. I expect them to continue to play well defensively. Are they going to shut Auburn down to seven points on the road the way they did LSU until garbage time occurred? I don't think they'll be able to do that. Bigsby's a good back. Uh, Bo Nix is athletic, and you know he can beat people with his legs. He's playing well, playing confident. Um, but I think they'll still be able to hold their own. Their formula right now is working, working very well. Uh, Ole Miss is second in the SEC in sacks. Did you know that? You know, I only I saw it very recently, like this morning, and I almost couldn't believe it, but that speaks to how well this defense is playing over the last three weeks. Well, And I love the adjustments they've made with pressure and the Chance Campbell spying, and he'll do that. Chance Campbell will be spying Bo Nix basically all night, and he has made great decisions. It looks like, and I don't know for sure because they don't tell us anything and we're not at practice, but it looks to me in my untrained eye that Chance Campbell is given the option. Right. That that it's it's up to you, Chance. You, you drop in coverage and, and you go get the quarterback if you it's up to you. It, it's kind of like all, at his discretion. Yeah. And like he's an making, option route for a receiver, but for a linebacker in pressure. He's making great decisions, if that is in fact the case, because that's certainly what it looks like. Either that or they're doing really late, delayed blitzes sometimes. But either way, I think what they're doing is not fluky. I think it's uh Easily replicated. I mean, San Williams is playing like a guy that understands if he plays like this for the rest of the season, he'll get a life-changing payday. And he's got the senior on his back, so he's got not just himself to take care of anymore. And he's playing like a guy that's motivated and understands, if I do this weekly, I'm going to be on an NFL field next Sunday. Or, excuse me, next year on Sunday. Um, I mean, Robinson's coming on and getting pressure and doing well. Uh, Mark Robinson's playing. I mean, what they're doing right now defensively is not, well, they just played LSU. Because did you see what Tennessee did to Alabama? (laughs) With an injured Hendon Hooker? Right, and what LSU did the week before to Florida. To Florida? I think think that will travel. To me, it's wide receiver help. Can somebody not named Ontario Drummond be effective in the pass game? Uh, I mean, Ja'Core Pearson is getting open. He runs clean routes. Can he actually catch the football, unlike what he did in Knoxville? Can somebody else step up, or can Braylon Sanders return to the lineup? And just his presence on the field opens up so much for that offense because teams have to account for the deep ball. I have heard, I don't know if it's true, because nothing comes out of this program anymore. I have heard he's practicing this week. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I've heard. And all we've seen on that injury really is upper body, right? Yeah, he's been battling a lot of stuff. I think a hamstring issue also. Well, Honestly, that's been his his issue since he's been on campus, really. He's at different times flashed that ability to be a true number one great SEC receiver. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's obviously not on him. Like last year in the LSU game, he had, what, two touchdowns early in that game and then hurt his ankle and was out. So, I mean, that's just been something that he's had to overcome 
and credit to him for continuing to fight through those injuries. But yeah, having him back on the field in this game specifically would be huge. It would, and I think that's the key to the game. Is I still expect them to run the football and probably have success doing it. But honestly, man, I think, I think Auburn's just really solid, really solid, and it's on the road. Although, luckily for Ole Miss, they've played in two extremely difficult road environments. There is nothing that Auburn can do on Saturday that is worse than what Tennessee did. Nothing. No. They will not <laughs> at all be intimidated by that environment. I've I've seen people that are around Auburn say, oh, they don't know what they're walking into on Saturday. Like, guys, look, there's 20,000 fewer of you than were in Knoxville, and you do not have the hatred that those people did. (laughs) You can be loud. You can have an impact on the game to some degree. But if you think that you're going to rattle this team in a different way than Tennessee fans did, I'm sorry. you're, You're not capable. You heard Lane Kiffin. Think about the atmospheres that dude has played in as as an offensive coordinator or as a head coach. I mean, he has seen it. Yep. And, and when he, he says that is by far the best environment I've ever seen, he's not lying. It was. Sorry, Auburn. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to do that. So I think that helps Ole Miss. They've already seen it twice now. This isn't gonna be intimidating. But Somebody other than Ontario Drummond has to be effective in the pass game because right now they've kind of skirted by by great running performances and really good defense. But eventually you've got to have success through the air or Auburn or Texas A&M are going to get you. Yep. Well, yeah, one of those, once they force you out of being able to run the ball like you want to be able to, you don't want to get into the position of having to throw 40 times against then drop eight if they're able to to do that to you. And, again, it's going to be who opens up the field on that. Somebody's got court. to. Whether it's Sanders, if he's able to come back. Uh, I'm curious to see if they start scheming more running backs in the past game just to alleviate some of their issues at wide receiver right now. Um, before anybody asks about Plum- – Lane Kiffin is so sick of being asked about Plumlee in press conferences, you can see it on his face. He's not ready yet. Right. He's not ready yet, and that's fine. I mean, it's his first year playing the position, but he, he's just he's not ready yet to have a 10-catch game yet. Can he be impactful at times? Sure, but, like, he doesn't have the same impact as Sanders. You can't use him in the same way. It's just, it's not, he's not ready to be that guy yet. They need Sanders to be that guy or one of these reserves to finally be consistent catch the football, get open, or else they're going to have a hard time. That's the position of most importance to me in this game. It's wide receiver. If they struggle, I think they're going to lose. And one of the Jacksons, you keep yes. waiting for them to step up. They were both highly recruited players, and they both work into the rotation, especially now with some of the injuries. You just keep waiting for one of them to make plays on a consistent basis. On the Plumley thing, I think that most media people understand what he's doing here, but what fuels those questions, I think, especially from fans, and he he plays into it some, and you can see it on his face that he is annoyed by it, but he also does the pictures before every oh, game yeah. of the, hey, Jeff. I think it you know. amuses him. <laughs> I gotcha. So I think there's there's definitely part of that that people see that on Twitter and say, well, if he, see, he keeps saying give him the ball, why doesn't he give him the ball? So... That's a, that's my view on that. But I, I think you're right. The the injuries in in the wide receiving core 
are more noticeable and could play more of a factor than the ones on the offensive line. Really not having Mingo for this stretch, I I think, has hurt a lot. Although they they are learning to overcome that at this point. And that's what's gotten the running game going, I think, which is is going to be key, you know, going down the stretch here. For sure. And uh, don't know anything about Mingo's status, whether or not he'll be back soon or, or when or anything like that. I don't know. I also don't know something that's floating around the uh, the Auburn side of things. It started with message board rumors earlier this week. I think it got at least to some degree kind of legitimized by somebody that co- covers Auburn. Uh, multiple people have hinted at this. There is rumor out there that multiple Auburn players on the defensive side of the ball, specifically on the defensive line, could be suspended for this game. If the names that are out there are true... It's multiple guys who saw at least 25 snaps in their previous game. So rotational pieces, important pieces on the defensive line. Nobody's confirming it because no information gets out anymore. If that is true, though, what an interesting deal. Having to lose multiple rotation pieces against that rushing attack, that's not good for Auburn. I just have no idea if it's true. I haven't seen anybody confirm it, but it is being at least legitimized by some people that cover the team, acknowledging that it may be true. And that's the best we got, is that it may be true. Who knows? I don't know. But I have not seen denials. How's that? I have not seen anybody out front say, that's not true. They're all playing yet. But I don't know anything else because nobody knows anything else because this is how college football is going to work now moving forward. (laughs) No information, just speculation. The no-denial thing, I think, is the key that you have to look for in some of these situations. Because if they're not going to come right out and confirm it, you know, that's to be expected. But if they come out and say, that is absolutely not true, why would you report that kind of thing, and then they don't play, then you know that the reporting was correct. So as long as they don't come out and flat-out deny it, I always think there's some hint of truth to those kind of reports. Mm-hmm. Again, depending on the source. If I just read some random tweet, I'm not going to say, well, they didn't deny it, so that must mean it's true. If it's coming from a legitimate place of sourced information, I usually take that with a pretty good uh, grain of salt, I yeah. guess. So we'll see if that's true or not. If it is, if it's multiple Starters on defense, specifically up front, then obviously good for Ole Miss, but we don't know. (laughs) We don't know. We'll find out Saturday at 6 about Braylon Sanders and about these possibly or not possibly suspended Auburn players. Who the hell knows? But people are talking about it, and nobody said no. So we'll find out. Saturday, 6 o'clock, big game on the Plains. Huge opportunity for Matt Corral. Huge opportunity for Ole Miss for, like, five different reasons, all of which are good. But it's not the end of the world if they lose either. Just getting ahead of the meltdown. If they do lose this game, it's okay. Look, I said coming into this four-game stretch of Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn, I said that they would lose one of those three. So, I mean, I hope I'm – or one of those four, excuse me. So, I hope I'm wrong. I do think that they're going to beat Auburn. I think they'll end up going 4-0 in this stretch. Uh, you know, after seeing the way that they've played through these first three games. But yeah, if you lose, you're still in a position to win 10 games, which is really the ceiling that I think a lot of people put on this team yeah, coming into be the season. Incredible season. Yep. 
It would and your be quarterback at worst would be going to New York City. Right. And who That's knows? an incredible season. Even if you lose this game and he plays incredibly well, we've seen performances like that where you know maybe the defense doesn't show up for whatever reason, and he still goes out there and throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns, and they lose. That's still a performance that keeps you right at the top of that conversation. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out then, Stephen. Maybe. See ya. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a hell of a ride. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, you're only just getting started. I hope so. <laughs> that's uh, that's the plan, and you know, again, I'm just excited to be back near family and and in in a place that I know fairly well. I think it's changed quite a bit since I moved away nine years ago, and, and I'm excited to see see what's changed. Well, uh, see you on the flippity flip, and <laughs> I'll uh, I'll let you know when the next episode of this airs for all of you listening. We got <laughs> I got to figure some stuff out first, but until then, y'all have a good one, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. I guess. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.